Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Insight into Ken Dorsey, who played for the Browns, has coached quarterback in the National Football League, and was offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. Let's go to our guy in Buffalo. He's the sideline reporter for the Bills Radio Network. He's been with us before. He's with us now. He's on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. He's Sal Capaccio. Sal, good to have you with us. What's up, guys? How are you doing today? Thanks good. for having me. Again. Thank you. We appreciate the insight. So, was Ken Dorsey a scapegoat, or did he need to be let go in Buffalo? You know, it's the word scapegoat is always funny to me. You know, we had Bills fans here saying, fire the OC, fire the OC. You know what I mean? They're, they were getting to you know, they're six and six at one point, whatever the record was when they fired him. And then all of a sudden, Sean McDermott does it. And then the same people say, scapegoat, Sean McDermott, scapegoat. I mean, <laughs> you can't have it both ways, right? Um, it's such as life in the NFL. No, I mean, I don't think he was a scapegoat. I think that this is what head coaches have to do. They have to make tough decisions. Um, you know, if, you, if somebody's not performing or if a unit's not performing, whether it's all on them or not on them, as you guys know, you've been through it a lot in Cleveland, of course, you, you have to make a change. So, no, I don't think he was a scapegoat. And a scapegoat also, to me, implies that McDermott might have been on the hot seat. That was never the case. You know, he wasn't firing somebody to keep his own job, that's for sure. So um, I, I think there were a lot of merits to having to move on from Ken Dorsey, for sure. Uh, the offense just was not kind of functioning, I think, at the rate that a lot of people thought it should in Buffalo, a lot of fans. Um, there were probably several reasons for that we can dig into, but – um, I think that it came time where they needed a change. And look, I mean, the results at the end of the day were oh, the team went on a big run and some of that was better offense, some wasn't. But I think that they made the right decision. So give me some good things that you think Ken Dorsey might be bringing to Cleveland, especially to work with Deshaun Watson. Well, he's got an athletic quarterback there like he had in Buffalo, right? So that's real yeah. good. Obviously, you know, you can um, you can build off some of the things you did in Buffalo with Josh Allen and know – you know, what kind of, um, with an athletic quarterback, what kind of traits you have, the things you can do, things you can't do. I think that's really good. I really think, think too, though, guys, I think a lot of times, you know, Ken Dorsey, he got the job in Buffalo after never having been an OC. He was a quarterback's coach in right. Buffalo. And I just think that experience can help a lot of people. We've seen it at head coaches. We've seen it in coordinators. Sometimes you kind of just need to do it once, take a step back, and then take a look. And I think that Ken Dorsey, to me, would, I would hope, kind of evaluate, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? Why did I lose this job? Things like that. And to me, that would be a very big benefit. And he's going to be in a different situation with different people, but probably he's gained a lot of the experience here in Buffalo that he'll bring with him and probably learn from that, I think, you know, going forward, which would be good. Sal, was there a huge difference between his first year where the Bills' rankings in every offensive category were pretty close to a mirror image of what they were before under Brian Dable when he was offensive coordinator? Uh, from first year with Dorsey to second year, did things change? I think some things on personnel side changed, and and I think that that's part of the reason why it's unfortunate. You know, you're you're kind of at the whim of what you have in front of you, mm-hmm. and certainly I think that you know they 
had more of an ability last year, maybe a little bit easier time separating Stefan Diggs. It seemed like he had tougher time separating this year. Um, Gabe Davis was a little more inconsistent, things like that. So those things changed. Um, I, I don't think overall, like you really look at from the start of 2022 when he became the offensive coordinator through the you know number of games, what, 11 weeks, uh, 10 weeks into 2023 when he was fired. I don't think a ton really changed. I just think that it became – it was – even last year, guys, it was seemed like it was more of a struggle. You know, when Brian Dable was here, and again, they had different players at some point, but they were boat racing teams sometimes. They were just blowing teams out, and they were running away from them. The Bills played a lot of close games um, the last couple of years, and I think that's kind of what the difference was between Dable and Dorsey, where it just seemed like they could never get to a point where they were just kind of clicking to run away from teams – push the ball down the field. They just didn't have the explosive plays, but I would argue they didn't have explosive playmakers there either, right? It's always chicken and egg on how you want to do that. Look, Joe Brady didn't have that. That's part of the reason what we're talking about now with the Bills having to add that this offseason. So I, I think that it's always tough to compare to a guy like Brian Dable because he did such a great job. But no, I don't think that there was much of a change from last year to this year. But I think that's also part of the problem, guys. They didn't advance on to be a better offense this year under him than they were last year. Hey, Sal, when you watched the AFC Championship yesterday, were you thinking what if the whole time from a Bills perspective? 100%. Yeah. 100%. I hate watched it. You know what I mean? Like you hate yep. watch something. You, oh, you just, we're great you, at you, that here. Oh, yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure yeah, you guys are doing the same thing probably with Houston. But, you know, you're like, um, you just you watch it. And you're like, man, I can't believe it. I We had some things going on. My son playing some sports on Saturday. And I'd see some people around town like, hey, tough loss. And I say, yeah, I should be landing in Baltimore right now. I should be going to the hotel in Baltimore right now. should be getting ready for the game in Baltimore. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think we all did that here in Buffalo. Look, I mean, the Chiefs are really great. We know that. But the Bills, a couple times now in the last three years, were literally one or two plays away from knocking them out, and that's the difference in the league. And I just hate, and you guys deal with this in Cleveland, I hate the, well, this guy can't beat this guy. Allen can't beat Mahomes. You know, Deshaun Watson can't win, or Stefanski. I like Kevin Stefanski, he's one of the you know coaches of the year candidates because he did a great job. You know, I think that, you know, if anybody, I'm not saying they are, but when you put those guys up and say, well, they can't advance, they can't do that, just because you haven't doesn't mean you can't, right? There's a lot of circumstances. I think that we're feeling that here in Buffalo. There's just a lot of circumstances that add up to not being in that game yesterday. That's a that's a great line. Just because you haven't doesn't mean you can't. That's but, right. But that takes patience, Sal. And, boy, I know this is a league that's not based around patience. No doubt. And I think we saw it here in Buffalo. Here you have this, you know, it's funny, guys. You look at the Bills' metrics. Let's go back to Dorsey. They were still really highly ranked in a lot of different categories. Yeah. They were one of the top scoring teams in the league, you know, EPA, all that. And yet the Josh Bills Allen was leading the league in touchdown That's passes. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And they, they fire their offensive coordinator. Like, well, why would you do something like that? And again, I think it was just a struggle to get to where they wanted to go. But look, when Sean McDermott made the change, he used the word energy a lot. Energy. It needs more energy. I think this is a group of players in Buffalo, Josh Allen specifically, that they have this type of personality and DNA that it seemed like they just were, were kind of um, lackadaisical at times. They didn't have that energy. They didn't have that juice. And what Brian Dable brings all that, as you guys know the way Brian Dable is, right? He brings all that. Dorsey's completely different, right? Dorsey is just, he's just kind of a real low-level guy, kind of straight, steady as you go. You're not going to get that from him. And I think, the, I think Sean McDermott felt the Bills needed a little more of that energy and that juice, and I think that was part of the reason. And I think Joe Brady brought that in the relationship he had with the players. The other thing I would say that, you know, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, what you guys would ask me and how I want to frame it. Cause I, I think that Joe, Ken Dorsey did a lot of good things, but I think that his biggest failing to me was that 
when he was calling plays, he was doing it, A, putting too much on the plate of guys. Like they, we, we heard a lot of guys say simplify things. I've heard from in and around people that have been around the building to say there was just so much every week that he tried to get accomplished and tried to put in the game plan. And I think that can be overwhelming at times. That's where I say maybe he's learned not to do that anymore. Um, but the other thing is I think he just – he knew he had a Josh Allen. He knew he had some pretty good weapons and parts. We're going to do what we do, right? We're going to do what we do, and they're going to make us stop us. I think when Joe Brady came in, he became more game plan oriented. He became more, well, that's what the defense is doing, so we're going to put in a wrinkle here, wrinkle here that we haven't done before, and we're going to try this and that and put that throughout the week. And I think you saw a little bit more of a specific game plan being attacked to the defense than you did under Ken Dorsey. So I know he's probably not going to call plays there, but I think that's an area where he can learn. Is it okay if he doesn't call plays? Oh, I think so. He, You know what? That might be the better role for him. He was the quarterback's coach under Brian Dayball here. And, you know, Josh Allen, he, he, he's very much saying the praises of Ken Dorsey. He very much – they say, you know, they love Ken Dorsey and all that. And they, these guys, they didn't want to see him go. I think there was a, a real big sense of guilt inside the Bills' locker room for the offensive guys that he got fired, mm-hmm. for sure about that. But, but I do think that's his better role. It has been. And, again, and it's funny when you think about it, Think about where Ken Dorsey came from. He was the quarterback of arguably, maybe up until LSU a few years ago, arguably the greatest college offense in history yeah. back in the early 2000s Miami teams, right? They were amazing. Except he against got Ohio job, State. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Ah, I, that's right. There you go. I, I forgot I'm on Cleveland. That's okay. right. But he was that, that, <laughs> that, that's amazing. You know, but, but he was the quarterback for that team. And I remember when he had his first press conference, I said to him, what did you learn about being the quarterback of that team with all those weapons? And he basically said, the quarterback just needs to get the ball to guys, or he just needs to get and let those guys do things. And I think that's right, but when you become the offensive coordinator of a guy like Josh Allen, that becomes a little different. And one of the things that happened through the first half of the year, we were actually clamoring guys here in Buffalo, like, please let Josh Josh Allen run more. Please let him run more. And he never really ran a lot. And I get it. The organization doesn't want him taking shots, taking a beating. I understand that completely. But, man, they were missing that element a lot from their offense this year. And I don't know. One of, the, one of the arguments we have here is, was that because the organization basically said to Ken Dorsey, hey, we got to preserve this guy. We come from where Cam Newton was, McDermott and Bean. We saw what happened to him. Let's not do that. Mm. Or was it Ken Dorsey saying, Josh Allen's my meal ticket. I am not getting that guy hurt and having him run. Because it is funny that as soon as the change was made to Brady, Josh Allen started to run more. Yeah, he did. He did. Sal Capaccio joining us. He's the Bills sideline reporter on the Bills radio network. Oftentimes players and coaches have strong relationships and you'll see a guy follow a coach to a situation or a coach campaign for a guy to come in, Sal. Bills have some free agents at positions of interest for the Browns. Wide receiver Gabe Davis and Trent Shurfield. And the Browns might need another running back. Latavius Murray, Ty Johnson, Damian Harris. Do you see any ties um, there? Yeah, I'll start with just to give you an update. Damian Harris suffered a neck injury early yeah. in the year, yeah. and he was contemplating retirement. I asked Brandon Bean about that the other day, Bills GM. Um, he he indicated that Damian wants to play more, but we don't know if the Bills will be interested in re-signing him. Latavius Murray, guys, I mean, he went into this year as the oldest running back in the league already. And I know he did some nice things for the Bills, but I think as the season went on, you could see that his older legs were showing, and I don't know if that's something. Now, he brings a lot of leadership He's been around this league. He's a, he's a very, very good leader and hard worker. So I think you can never go wrong by having a guy like that. I just don't know if he can occupy a roster spot. 
uh, at his age. I love what Ty Johnson brought to the Bills this year. I'd love to see Ty Johnson be brought back. He runs hard. He can catch the ball to the backfield. He has a, a certain that he can return kicks. I, I think Ty Johnson's a guy that could fit. And there's a spot for a Ty Johnson on any roster in this league. Whether, how much you use him, where you use him, I don't know. But I think there's a spot there. Gabe Davis is an interesting one. You know, the, the guy is, I think he's the youngest, like, Bills captain under McDermott in his fourth year. He's won the off-season workout award but for the team two years in a row. The guy is a tireless worker. I know him and one of his managers opened up, um, like, a, a big gym down in Florida and Orlando to help guys who are coming into the draft. They help with NFL players. Like, he's always doing stuff like that. He's, a, he's amazing to deal with on that level. But there's inconsistencies in this game. We all saw what happened two years ago against Kansas City with the four touchdowns. He never really built off that. He can he can have big games. He's either he's really is feast or famine. It is boom or bust. And but here's the problem: he just can't really separate. He's not that kind of guy. Um, you know, when he, on a straight line speed, but he's big enough that sometimes he has a little bit of room there. I, I just think that sometimes the drops got a little too inconsistent. Trent Sherfield, we thought that he'd have a bigger role. He had a couple of big drops toward the end of the season as well. I always liked his game. I thought he could fit more into the Bills' offense than he did. I don't know really what his role is in the league. Both Gabe and Trent, though, are very good blockers. So for an offense like Cleveland that can run the ball, they would add to a group that's already really good at run blocking. Those guys are real good run blockers as wide receivers. Mm. Sal, I need to leave you with this uh, extremely important question, especially because you brought Ken Dorsey up and his Miami Hurricane lost to Ohio State in the <laughs> National Championship. And we all know that Dustin Fox, who's our afternoon host, uh, played in that game and had a great game in the National Championship. But probably more so that storied career he had in Buffalo where he, I think he had a grand total of six tackles. In the new stadium, will Dustin have a statue? That's my only question. Um, I am going to maybe push for it now after listening to you guys. You're, like, you're going to be the uh, guys that make me get on that. I don't think he will. But there's now here's the thing. We have a wall of fame here. Oh. Right? We have a wall of fame. I don't the new stadium. I don't think they're going to do a wall. I think they might do something outside where they kind of honor, you know, the legends and people like that. So maybe they could put them on the outside of the outside of the outside honoring the legends. I'm not really sure. Well, they'll let them look at it at least, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. By the way, we're supposed to have these really big Buffalo statues, like some of the biggest Buffalo. I and mean, it's a rumor, right? The biggest Buffalo statues you've you ever. Mean, you mean like seen off the freeway on ninety when you come in? There's the the Buffalo those. Or... Okay, now you see those, right? Yeah. But we're talking about we're talking about like twenty times as big going in front of the stadium. Really? Like these things, yeah, massive. Like these massive, huge Buffalo statues that they're going to be a destination for people to go take pictures and things like that, even when there's not a game. Sure. So I don't know. Maybe we can. Um, Maybe we can put him in Dustin Fox somewhere near the Buffalo statues. When you go to say, hey, there's Dustin, there's a fox and a buffalo. Okay, you know, he played for a little while. I'm not really sure. That's not a bad idea. And did any, no one jumped in the pit for the playoff game, did they? Other than we think that uh, Jason Kelsey would have done it if he would have had the chance. But did anybody sacrifice they, themselves for the for the last game? I don't think they did. There was okay. there was a lot more security there. That became a really, like, big deal here, by the way. Guys were like, oh, my God. People were really worried that people were going to go – do something like that security was and, you know, Buffalo and Orchard Park police and people like that. Um, and Jason Kelsey, though, I mean, how do you not like that? He, he would fit, it, fit in for Bill's Mafia. He would fit in at the dog pound. He's that kind of guy. Like, he was in the lot doing the, the, doing the bowling ball shots and things like that. Like, he was all a part of it. He's got no shirt on like Fitz a few years ago. Like, we want to adopt him here. Too bad that he's a Kelsey, though. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, he's a Cleveland guy. We'll keep him. Sal, yeah, thank you, buddy. Right. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Sal, Sal Capaccio, the Bills sideline reporter on the Bills Radio Network, giving us some real insight into Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator, giving us some insight into the man who, by all accounts, 
be the new offensive coordinator of the Browns, and that's Ken Dorsey, former Browns quarterback. Uh, I'm Phelps. He's Baskin. What what Sal just mentioned, Andy, kind of looking back, if you're Ken Dorsey, at some of the things you tried to do in Buffalo that maybe didn't work and maybe cost you that opportunity, I think is one of the pros of hiring Ken Dorsey. In life, you learn from experience. In the job market, you learn from experience, you know, in the working world. And if he looks back and thinks, you know, I shouldn't have done, maybe put so much in the game plan and I shouldn't have tried to do this and next time out I'll do this, I think that's one of the big pros in hiring a guy. You know, he's been an offensive coordinator. He's not getting his first. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. First shot at it. You did it for a year and 10 games. I can't do anything but help. Do you think? I, th- I think it's a plus. I, I think I look. I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing him in. First of all, he, look who he's worked with in his last two cities. Okay, and I'll, I'll still keep going back to Cam Newton for a little bit too. And then you know the ability to to work in Buffalo the last couple of years, I think has been good too. He kind of knows the lay of the land here too after playing here for a couple. I'm not saying that. Well, it's he, an end he all knows, be all, but he kind of I mean, he knows he, East Side, West Side, yeah, Lake. He knows where the bathroom is, so that might help. You know, well, no, and they've so, remodeled it so many times. I'll no, bet, I, bet no, it's not there. Uh, I can tell you, just that, the one behind the front desk is still there. I'll bet everything else. Is no, there. that's still there. So really, no, I, I one bathroom is all there. that matters, then, right? Well, not if you have to go and you're at the other side of the building. I'll be honest, the there's one upstairs that we use for Browns Radio Network that I don't think that that's oh. moved either. So ding for a bathroom? Yeah, that, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I don't. I don't know if you could ding a bathroom. I don't see a lot of negative here, especially if you're bringing in an offensive coordinator who's not going to call plays. I like, think that, to me, I still like I. I'm trying to figure out what Van Pelt did wrong, other than all we hear is, "Well, maybe it was just time for a change." Okay, well, maybe this is just time for a different change voice too. progress in different areas. Yeah, the other pro I think here, and I, I need to temper this a little bit. Sal mentioned that he'll be working with another athletic quarterback in Deshaun Watson. I agree. I do think that's a pro. But let me throw this at you first. Our athletic quarterback isn't 6'5 or 6'6 and weighing about 245 pounds. <laughs> so I, I, I would think that you don't think, oh, good. 
I have another guy that is a big, strong guy I can run with, like Cam Newton. Or I have another big, strong guy I can run with, like Josh Allen. If you run Deshaun Watson like the Panthers ran Cam Newton or the Bills run Josh Allen, we'll be wondering, okay, so is Flacco available again? Is he is he back on his recliner? Or is DTR ready to go Good before question. you know before you know it? I, I don't want to see I don't want to see Deshaun Watson taking those kind of hits. Now what I do want to see, okay, Josh is really mobile. Cam was really mobile. We can roll him out. We can do this with him. We can do that with him. Those things I think you can do with Deshaun Watson. And because Deshaun's, uh, dare I say, maybe a more accurate passer than either Cam Newton or Josh Allen. You think that's fair to say? Maybe And maybe in some mm-hmm. cases a better passer yeah. than those two guys. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'll, maybe. I, and I I'll don't know that. the argument. But I maybe. Mean, what I do know is he's not 6'6 and built like a, you know what, so I don't want to. I don't want to see him get hurt. Yeah, I don't either. I, Be, not because I don't. You know, we need not, this not because I physically I mean, involved there. It's because we need that guy healthy. And if you run him like you you run Cam Newton when he was with the Panthers, and man, was he good and underrated as a passer. And Josh Allen can. He's a, he's a great runner, as was Cam. But you know, the the. Risk in Buffalo is if you run them too much, you're going to get them hurt. You I, just don't want to do that to Deshaun. I, I, I mean, again, I think that gives me confidence in, in what you're saying. You, you brought up something really quick there. I just, I'm going to butterfly for a second there. I was listening to the morning show, and they somebody did an interview with Joe Flacco just because you brought him up. It made oh. me think. Um, and Flacco was asked about next season and what he was thinking, and he was talking about the advantages of not being a backup quarterback because he was available to come in and play right away. And I thought it was an interesting way that that if he doesn't have a deal next year as a starting quarterback, he might do the same thing. Yeah, because it just it leaves you available rather than trying. You know, say you want say you want to keep a young say you're in the same position the Browns are, or the Browns were this year with DTR. You know, you've got a young quarterback you drafted. You want to give them a little bit of time to figure out the game without having to make them a starter. Okay, so now. You're in this situation where your starter gets hurt, and maybe you still don't believe in the, you know that new quarterback that's coming to your system, and you don't think they're ready yet, especially if you didn't if you didn't draft them in the first or second round. Why wouldn't you want to look at Flacco as a come in late quarterback? He may have created a whole new market for quarterbacks. <laughs> the I'm going to sit out if I really need a starter. I'm going to come get you, but I'd like to try to draft a young guy that I can develop. Especially if he's, you know, it's not like he needs to get, you've said this a thousand times, it's not like he needed to get paid. Well, let me let me take that a step further, though. Are you going to find too many guys who were overpaid for what they actually provided a quarterback for numerous years during their NFL career who can sit back and say, I really don't need that paycheck as much as I need time here with the five kids until somebody wants to make me a starter? Makes me a starter. That's the whole thing. Like, right? Well, the Browns... Andy, the Browns didn't make him a starter until they were down to P.J. Walker. Think about that. What's and, the old Roger Clemens thing? And they chose Clemens. P.J. once because they started him. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. Said it's the old Roger Clemens thing. I mean, Clemens for years with the Yankees. He wouldn't be there in spring training, wouldn't be there in the early part of the season. And then they go, all right, Roger, come on in. 
You know, he'd basically come up from Houston and start throwing for him. Yeah. Which I don't think it's a when bad. You're at a certain point in your career, you can call that shot. I think if you're a 35 year old, if you're a 35 year old quarterback or plus, that's a whole Tom Brady market for you there, right? Although Tom, lived yeah, but Andy, Andy, how many, how many guys are gonna, how many guys? Oh, it's are niche. Gonna, it's with, a niche. Without, it's a niche without, job. without training camp, without games, and with age on your, you know, working against you, you can come in and, and sling it like Joe Flacco did. And there aren't very many of those no. guys. There, and, and let and let's be fair here. There's a reason the teams didn't sign Joe before the start of the season. They saw him go was either four and thirteen or three and fourteen as a starter since he left Baltimore. And and though that's not all pinned on the starting quarterback, that's reality. They paid apparently more t- more attention to that Andy than they paid to the fact that when he played for the Jets the year before, he threw it really well. You know, I I still wonder if he got the call when he was sitting on the couch to be a backup if he would have taken it. Good question. Mm-hmm. Anthony is in North Ridgeville. Anthony, Anthony. how are you? Anthony is so interested in being in the show, he's not with us anymore. Camera shy. So there you go. Number to join us is 216-474-0092, as you may know. Kevin is in beautiful Cuyahoga Falls. Hey, Kev. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Good, how are you? Great. Hey, just want to chime in real quick on the so-called Frank vo- fake voice Frank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, anybody can find Ray's or the gyro cart guy, right? That's all over the internet. You can Google that. But here's what keyed me that Frank knows what he's talking about. When he said old Franklin Hall, now, I don't know if you guys knew this, about 15 years ago, they did a huge renovation of Franklin Hall. Mm-hmm. And the wife and I got a thing from the Alumni Association for one of the homecoming. Say, hey, as part of the thing, we're going to you know, come tour Franklin Hall. And I said, oh, my God, I was in that POS building. It was god-awful. I, have to, I just want to see it just to see what they did. Mm-hmm. We walked into it. You wouldn't believe the garbage building it was to what it is today. I, they did a phenomenal job. So unless you are a Kent Stater and been around for a while, you would never know to say old Franklin Hall because today yeah, I mean, it's completely different. Yeah, I don't know why Pooba is all hung up thinking that it's Lima. It's he's not Lima. There's no cuz Lima would not so the last time we had a mod Kev, I said and th- this is a very Kent State centric thing. I said name the tri towers and he did. He knew. Yep. He knew him. I Lima would never know that. And I wouldn't expect him to know that. So there you have yeah, it. You got to know that. Like to say I worked at Greaseway, you guys know what that means and only so uh-huh. many know that, right? I mean of course. I mean, how many how many billiards classes can you take to pad your grade? I took <laughs> I took bowling there, Kevin. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Hey, about the court about the quarterback, real quick. We were lucky to fall into Joe Flacco. I agree with what you guys are saying. Such a niche market to find a guy like that that could step in and do it. I mean, we're so lucky to fall into him. He needed some of the experience, the smarts, and still had a rocket of an arm to do what he did. And you know, if, if he can still do it, God bless him. I mean, he did a great job for our team. I you know, I'll say thanks, Joe. For many years to come, because he he really picked us up, you know where we needed it. But man, there's just a tiny number of guys that could do what he did. But you know, I say great season. We enjoyed the wins while we got it, so I enjoyed it when he was out there. All right, Kevin, thank you very much. If you're on hold, stick with us. It's Basket of Phelps here on the Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.